Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everyone. This is Christopher Harris from World Soccer Talk, and uh, here to bring you a special episode of the podcast. As you know, every week we do the deep dive, uh, usually Kartik and I, sometimes Kyle Fansler, discussing uh, TV streaming. Well, this week we have a little something a little bit different. Uh, we will be continuing doing the Thursday TV streaming, soccer media, uh, deep dive. But uh, we're also going to be bringing you weekly some special episodes on, on a range of topics. Uh, it could include everything from promotion relegation it could be discussing discussing uh, the premier league or uh, what's happening in the french league with all the hooliganism going on there it could be a variety of topics this week we have an episode it's um, entitled parity in major league soccer are playoffs the best way to crown a league champion hosted by kyle fansler uh, it features a discussion it's about 15 minutes so short and sweet uh, with Kartik Krishnayar and Dave Denholm. Dave Denholm is the radio commentator for LAFC and uh, certainly a, uh, a fan of Major League Soccer, but has some really strong opinions and some great ideas about uh, possible changes in the future that could improve Major League Soccer. Uh, some of the questions asked are, um, is parity in Major League Soccer a good thing for league growth? And how could a super team actually help? So here's the episode hosted by Kyle Fansler and with Dave Denholm and Kartik Krishnayar. And then uh, we'll be back Thursday with the weekly TV streaming, soccer media, a deep dive, the World Soccer Talk podcast, uh, essentially. And then from time to time, hopefully weekly, we'll have some other uh, audio discussions of other topics that will be uh, great for you, the hardcore soccer fans. Thanks for listening and, and enjoy this episode. <laughs> It's an important time to talk about parity in Major League Soccer. Now, MLS recently released statistics that show that they are one of the most diverse teams in terms of success, especially in American sports. But as we know, MLS does have a playoff system, while other major soccer leagues do not. So we're joined today by Kartik Krishnayar and Dave Denholm, both of whom know very much about Major League Soccer and everything that goes on inside of it. So Dave, I'm going to start with you. You're the radio, you're a radio personality for LAFC. What are your thoughts on a playoff system versus a league system and how that provides more excitement or more parity would be the best word to use for that? Well, I think if you don't have promotion and relegation, you have to have a playoff. That's the bottom line for me. And I know when you're talking about especially relegation, you're talking the bottom of the table versus, well, who cares if you have a playoff in that sense? I, I, I think you need that excitement at the end of the year and something to continue to drive teams to continue to play hard. We saw it this year in MLS. We've seen it in past years where so many teams are still involved on the final day. They call it decision day at MLS. 
and everybody plays at the same time in each conference virtually. And I think that's big. I, I, if you're not going to have the promotion relegation battle, you don't have the setup where, you know, the top five teams go here in that, in that case, uh, Champions League, those kind of things, then you have to have a playoff. And I, I, that's not why MLS does it, I don't believe. I think they just, from day one back in 96 and even earlier, they knew they were going to be an American sport that was, you know, American soccer league. So they were going to have playoffs. And I think that's fine. You know, I, I'm not opposed to playoffs. I, I just think that they, you, you really have to have them the way the league is set up. Do you think that might take away, though, from a team like New England Revolution who set records for their performance this season and then got knocked out in what was their first round of the playoffs? Yeah, sure. It, it leaves a bad taste in the fans, the team, the organization's mouth. But realistically, with the Supporter Shield becoming more and more important, in it, as well it should be, they should be pushing that as a league, I believe, even more. Uh, I think that kind of takes care of itself. They were the best team in MLS this year. They're not going to win the cup. They're not going to be the champions, but they were the best team in MLS and they got the supporter shield. They get the automatic spot to the champions league. And that's one thing I think too, the more you kind of emphasize these rewards, people should be all in on the champions league and CONCACAF. And that would make it more important to win the supporter shield. Then you have that automatic spot I personally am. I mean, I know I'm in the minority on that. I love CONCACAF Champions League. So therefore, I know the team who wins the Shield is in the is in the Champions League. And that's what I'm looking for uh, for my club, LAFC, certainly. We had a good run just uh, last season in the, in the Champions League, nearly winning it. I want to get to the Club World Cup. I want to play the best teams on the pitch. And we've seen Mexican teams do very well. Liga Mekis sides do very well in the Club World Cup. And I want that to be MLS side. So... Therefore, you have to take these things seriously when it comes to uh, the supporter shield, no matter what, no matter what happens in the playoffs. And of course, I love the playoffs, too. And I'm, you know, very, you know, all in on that. And you, I know that's what everybody looks at MLS Cup champions as the league champ. But I also have a lot of respect for the teams that win the supporter shield. Kartik, what about you? Obviously, you know world soccer and how there's no playoffs in European soccer. What are your thoughts on playoffs in Major League Soccer determining what we say is the best team that season? Well, the Champions League is like a playoff, right? Because Chelsea has managed to scrape their way to fourth in the Premier League each of the last two seasons, right? They've been nowhere near competing for titles, yet they're the champions of Europe. So I know a lot of European fans of the European game like to look at MLS and say, oh, you have playoffs. That's that's so inauthentic. Well, um, I think the Champions League, when it was for champions prior to 1992, before they started letting all these other teams in, third, fourth place teams from certain leagues was more authentic than it is now. Um, Playoffs, I think, yes, you have to have playoffs in Major League Soccer and in USL uh, in both the, the top American leagues because you don't have a balanced uh, schedule where everybody is playing everybody twice, right? Or, or whatever number of matches they would play each other to, to, to balance, the, uh, balance the, 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 the schedule. However, I disagree with Major League Soccer letting 14 of the 27 teams into the uh, playoffs. What that does is reward mediocrity. It then allows uh, uh, guys like, I know Ochoa is now the villain, right? So, so I'm going to pick on him a little bit. It allows guys like Ochoa to, uh, to wind up the opposition and get his team that uh, is the 14th best team in Major League Soccer to the brink 
of, of a conference title, right? Um, it, 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 it is not, I think, a, a fair representation of the season. I agree with everything Dave said about champ, CONCACAF Champions League, Monterey, Tigres, both have pushed top European sides in the last two seasons, right, at the, at the, at the World Cup. Liverpool got pushed by Monterey, Tigres pushed Bayern. Uh, I'd love for MLS sides to be there. I think the MLS sides that, that uh, need to be there are the Supporters' Shield winners, and I think if you limit the playoffs to four or six teams, the best of the best, you're getting your New England's, your Seattle's, your Portland's, your LAFC's every single season. Philly Union now uh, under Jim Curtin. Fantastic story, fantastic team competing for that. Not uh, the possibility of getting Real Salt Lake uh, as a 14th place team into the CONCACAF Champions League uh, to represent MLS and uh, probably get eliminated at the group stage. So I think it's also a competitive thing for MLS in terms of Champions League and continental competition and global competition. Do you want these teams that get hot for uh, three weeks uh, in one-off matches, maybe win a bunch of matches on penalties like, like Salt Lake did, uh, winning, uh, uh, taking one of your spots, getting lifting the trophy and then taking one of your spots in Champions League? I think playoffs are fine. You have to have them given the, the, the schedule constraints, huge continents. You can't have everyone play each other twice. Just make it four or six teams. It doesn't have to be 14 teams. Dave, you're closely affiliated with LAFC, and they're, relatively speaking, a new team. And I think Major League Soccer is an interesting spot just because, due to the nature of the country, it's so spread out and so populated that they have more teams than we see in Europe or South America or anywhere else. So they have approaching 30 teams, I believe, uh, in the coming years. So with expansion, does that make parity more important? I mean, we know in in England and Spain that these bottom tier teams, or I should say the, the second half kind of table teams, they're, you know, constantly fighting for that spot. But in Major League Soccer, since everything's so spread out and so diverse in terms of where teams play and just how many teams there are, do you think that makes parity more important just to be able to keep people interested? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I think it's a very interesting topic. It's a good question to ask. It does make parity more important. And I know that seems like an Americanized version of the sport, but you know, I have a buddy who lives in Brighton. He's a diehard Brighton and Hove Albion fan. Uh, and he knows every year they have no chance to win. No chance. And I know everybody points to Leicester City, which was like throwing a you know a dart and trying to hit a bullseye a thousand feet away. Okay, it happens. It can happen. Okay, but realistically, they have no shot. So that is what American sports fans will just will not accept overall if you're trying to grow the sport. I know it seems romantic, promotion and relegation. There's nothing romantic about promotion and relegation when you're in relegation. If, if you're in the battle, it's ugly, it's dirty, it's dangerous to your club's future. Now, again, I kind of would prefer it, to be perfectly honest, as much as I'm painting it in a negative light, I would prefer promotion relegation but it's just not realistic and parity drives a league when you don't have promotion and relegation you simply must have parity so that teams have a shot uh, we don't know who's going to win mls cup in 2022 no one does and if they tell you they do they're just lying we know one of six teams is going to win the premier league every year again a crazy exception now and again. I know West Ham looks good right now and all this stuff. We'll, we'll see some teams sneaking up and down a little bit. And I'm using the Premier League. It could be certainly La Liga's worst, the Bundesliga, the worst of all. Let's be <laughs> realistic. So I'm not trying to just pick on the Prem. But to me, your question is absolutely valid. When you don't have the promotion and relegation, I would take it that step that you must have parity. 
you must really not know who's going to win year in and year out. Now, again, we have some good clubs in MLS that you know are going to be competitive. Certainly, you know they're the Seattle Sounders are such a good organization. As much as I don't like them, they're going to be right there. I sports hate the Portland Timbers worse than any franchise in sports with the Pittsburgh Steelers just a little below them. But I know they're a great organization, so I know they're going to be certainly a threat to win every year, but we don't know who's going to win. Would it surprise you greatly if Houston Dynamo somehow made a huge turnaround in 2022 and won the cup? I don't think so, and that's good. Cardrick, like I mentioned, it's hard to compare MLS to other leagues just because there's so many different factors, but could there actually be some benefit to having what we call like a, a super team or a team that could grow the game's popularity outside of the United States? Yes, and I, I thought Atlanta United might be that team, and Seattle certainly has the potential to be that team. Uh, maybe now LAFC, because LAFC is in a primary market, right? I, I do think that's something that was something when I worked at the NASL, as Dave remembers, we really, we felt uh, the New York Cosmos and maybe to a lesser extent, uh, the Tampa Bay Rowdies and Fort Lauderdale Strikers were that, and that we could export the Cosmos and grow popularity for our league. Now, the the downside of that is it created a, a huge imbalance in terms of the league. I mean, the Cosmos were winning uh, the league most every year and uh, uh it was it was a real competitive issue. So you could you could from a marketing standpoint, it, it probably works uh, to grow the league abroad. Uh, but look at the Bundesliga. I think the Bundesliga is a great example. Bayern Munich is winning the league every single year, and that's turning fans outside Germany off the Bundesliga. However, I will tell you, if we're talking about parity, I think the Bundesliga has a lot more parity than the Premier League. I know half the viewers are going to get really angry about that, but you have clubs like Freiburg and Union Berlin and Armenia Bethel. If they run their business in the 50 plus one structure that Germany has, if they run their business well, they get promoted and they hit kind of the maximum point they can hit. Mainz is another one of late. Uh, Mainz has had a, an up and down history, although they produced you know, Wolfgang Frank and Jurgen Klopp and these great managers, but they haven't had a great history. Of where they've been in the table. And if you don't run your business well, like Schalke, like Werder Bremen, like Hamburg, you sit in the second division. That doesn't happen in England. They don't have big clubs like that sitting for years in the second division in England. So I do think there's a case to be made with the one super club. You can actually achieve parity as well as Germany has. Germany is also, I think, tough to compare to other leagues because they have a different ownership model than any other place. So maybe like MLS, it's, it's not analogous to any other place. Dave, I know you've talked a lot about promotion and relegation. Do you ever see that being a possibility in Major League Soccer? I know we have USL, and I'm a quote-unquote a Tampa Bay Rowdies fan just down the road from them, but do you ever see a time where we kind of integrate a lower league into Major League Soccer and get that promotion and relegation going? Um, well, I have, I've had a plan for it in MLS for a number of years that I've talked about, and I'll share it with you. I don't think it's necessarily in the near future by any means. But my plan would be uh, don't stop at 30 teams. you got to go to 40. Then you split up into an MLS 1, MLS 2. They're all under the umbrella of MLS. They're all in the same league, quote, unquote. But you only play MLS 1 teams if you're in, you know, certainly like you'd have the promotion relegation, probably three to four teams, depending on what you prefer. And But everybody would have the same salary cap. All television money is split equally among 40 teams, and they all are on television as much as the other, per se. You know, I mean, obviously, with a tip of the cap to teams like LAFC and LA Galaxy. And, you know, we've seen that now, but everybody would be on television throughout MLS one and two. It's a one big family. It's just that 
if you struggle and you go down to MLS two, you're playing those teams for that year rather than. Uh, so I still think there's some room for that within MLS as an organization. I don't believe we're going to be seeing, you know, some five, six divisions in an LA, you know, in an American tier system where you're going to have promotion and relegation where the Rochester rhinos somehow get back and, you know, build up or whatever. I just don't see that in the near future. Again, I'm for it in, in principle, but I think you could have some kind of system like that 40 teams where it's kind of a hybrid among MLS. Yes, it's still a closed system technically with only two divisions, but it could be a nice kind of balance for what people are looking for. The diehard pro rel people might be satiated by that. Kartik, I'm curious as to your thoughts as uh, Dave's plan for a 40 team lead that gets divided in two. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love that idea. I think we're more likely to see pro rel more quickly from USL. Jake Edwards, Alec Papadakis are already making moves potentially shifting the calendar and then aligning the divisions, uh, USL championship one and two to that NISA uh, who operates the third division now in the country. I've actually been uh, having some, some conversations with them about their plans for promotion and relegation of late. So other leagues are doing it now Would MLS at the top do it. Maybe they also now launched MLS uh, Next Pro, and maybe that becomes the place you put those second division teams eventually. Uh, that was launched this week, and and that's uh, and Rochester, uh, partially owned by Jamie Vardy, is going to be one of the independent clubs joining it. So uh, maybe, but I think it's more realistic in USL or NISA at this point, which will leave MLS as kind of a closed off first division at the top of the pyramid. Yeah, it's strictly a financial question, yeah. realistically. That's the realism of it. You had men and women in ownership groups, including teams that are still to come, St. Louis, paying hundreds of millions of dollars to get into MLS. Now, you can argue with that, okay, that, but that's the reality of it right now in the near future, that it's just you know, on balance in terms from a business perspective, it's just unfair to then open it up to everyone to possibly work their way in. What would happen to a team? Would the Tampa Bay Rowdies be forced to pony up $300 million to then join if they won their way into MLS? That's not fair either, certainly in an, a pro-rel system. So right now it's it's really a business, I, I would think a really a business decision to hold that back, certainly in, in, in MLS. Last quick point, Kyle. There are a number of MLS owners that I've talked to in my previous work on this specific issue that would like ProRel. Uh, more that don't want it, but there are some of the newer owners, Dave, that even though they ponied up the $300 million, they're ambitious, right? They, they want to be in a competitive sure. league, and they, and they think it, it makes the league more competitive. And they think it makes their investment maybe worth more. They never think they're going to get relegated, though, right? That's part of the yeah. thing. Right. So they think their value will go up because always be the first. Maybe even some of the old guard could stomach an MLS one and two, where you do have the same salary cap. You are splitting the revenues, how they split them now, certainly a bigger, you know, pie, you would think, but more teams, 40 teams, admittedly. But that, you know, even if you went to 36 and made it 18 and 18, like the Bundes, I mean, there is some some possibility of that, I would think, you know, in my head that thinking it through, I don't think you're gonna see it you know, an MLS three, MLS four, you know, the third division, the fourth division, all wrapped into one, certainly. This would be a very scaled back plan, uh, but I think it could work. All right, Dave and Kartik, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, hope we didn't run too long and hope you guys have a great rest of your days. Thank you. Thank you.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.